Hey everyone, so sorry that we couldn't get RedBet29 out to you this week. Um, things have just been crazy and busy, um, as they tend to be. Uh, but fortunately, this is primarily the whole reason that we started doing RPG Duet, uh, the live stream series, is so that we can bring you these episodes when I just don't have time to edit the main show. So, uh, yes, I hope you enjoy the third episode of uh, RPG Duet, Rising Storm, and we will hopefully be back with Red Bat next week. This episode was streamed live on Wednesday, May 26th at twitch.tv slash RPG Roulette. Let's get to it. Um, hello everyone, specifically King Frog and Chat, um, and welcome back to RPG Duet. Um, the actual play show where I am always the game master, uh, <laughs> and I am always the player. My name is Keaton, uh, Keaton Sample, and I will be your lovely dungeon master for this evening. Um, and joining me is... Hello, I'm Noah Jones, and I am your player this evening, playing Ayer Lirindar, son of Lord Tiber Lirindar. Dude who's trying to figure out what the heck is happening in the college. Truth. Uh, Grant, or sorry, I, I, I've said your name enough. It's making it in. <laughs> Set in chat. Um, I mean, if you think about it, uh, about what it would be like doing this in a room with 60 people in it, it would seem like a lot. It's all about perspective. Exactly. Exactly. It's true. I can't fathom doing like a like this kind of live show is great. I see colorful names and text. Um, while I think it would be a blast to have a real live show, um, I cannot imagine performing like this in front of a bunch of <laughs> real people watching us. The thought, uh, I don't like it. Yeah, I did theater in high school, but I did crew because I didn't want people looking at me. <laughs> That's the funny thing is that all throughout yeah, elementary you, school, middle school, Luke high school, and college, I did so much theater, and so of course, always, always a little jitters and everything. But like the idea of sitting on a stage doing this in front of people, while a little weird because I've never performed in this way in front of people, excites me to no end. Hashtag well, RPG let's, uh, maybe in 10 years <laughs> we'll reach the point <laughs> where we can do a live show, uh, but not anytime soon. Okay, no. let's, uh, let's play Rising Storm. Let's do it. Let's play Rising it's, Storm. It's what I'm here to do. Um, Me too. Here we are, playing Rising Storm. What happened last week? What I don't happened remember. last week? I will tell you. <laughs> um, so far in our story, we have met... A.R. Leonard, the 13th son, son of House Leonard, who has left home for the first time in his life. But upon leaving home, he was given an impossible task to discover what happened to the nation of Sire during the event that has come, become known as the Morning. Um, in doing so, he went off onto his uncle's airship, Ariel's Bolt, uh, his uncle, the captain Mayweather of that airship. Uh, to just get away and start figuring out how the heck he's going to make it back to his fancy, luscious castle home. Um, and in doing so, our first stop on the trip uh, was the capital city of the nation of Ondere, Fairhaven. 
here in Fairhaven, you arrived. Uh, stuff happened you can listen to in the first episode if you want all the nitty gritty details. Uh, but essentially, you decided to check out the University of Wynarn, the second most prestigious arcane university in the continent. Uh, because you figured maybe someone there knows a little something about your quest. You show up. There ain't nobody there. What's going on? Crazy. Weird. Who you knows? find a dude uh, just speaking to an empty classroom. Weird. You get told to go to orientation by him and a librarian. You go to orientation. Bright flashing lights flash in front of your eyes. Images are projected onto the light board, uh, but you are not affected by the the pre presumed hypnosis. Yeah, I could be brainwashed that easily. <laughs> I am a royal, well not royal, noble summit. Nobody mm -hmm. needs to me except for my family. Thank you very much. <laughs> except for your family. Yes. <laughs> um, so you wandered about and eventually ran into another professor here at the university who also was not affected um, and has no idea what's going on. Uh, his name, of course, is Dr. Monroe Chapman, uh, a wood elf and the director of expeditions here at the University of Wynart. You decided to team up with Professor Chapman, Dr. Chapman, my bad. Um, and Dr. Your, Professor Chapman. Yes, because you found out that he had been planning an expedition to Sire himself because he is also curious about what in the darn hag happened there um and so you made an agreement you help him find out what's going on at his school and he will accompany you to figure out your impossible quest so your first step in figuring out what's going on at this university is to go to the queen <laughs> um and now i will read the actual recap that i wrote <laughs> AR and Chapman went to the Royal Palace in Fairhaven to request an impromptu audience with the Queen herself. However, one does not simply walk up to the palace and request an audience with the Queen. Um, AR's house Lirandar's status, however, did get him through the doors to see the chief investigator, Mr. Linden. Uh, the chief investigator, Mr. Linden, said, Hey, I already sent two people to the school. They said nothing was wrong. Why? And then you persuaded him to just send two more because you assured him something very much is wrong. So he sent with you the two royal guard investigators, Larry and Coulter. You decided to tie a rope around yourself and Larry to make sure that you don't get separated. Uh, on the way back, you ran into Captain Mayweather, your uncle, who said, Hey, our schedule's been moved up just a little bit. We don't have until sunfall tomorrow. We have until noon tomorrow. So make sure to get back on the ship by noon tomorrow. On the way back, uh, upon entering the threshold of the university, um, the two royal guards are immediately put under the presumed spell uh, that has been keeping everyone very unaware of what's happening here at the university. And Professor Denal, um, the, the professor who was speaking about agriculture to an empty classroom, showed up, asked if they were students. They said, oh yeah, I could take some classes, sure said come with me to orientation and you followed attached by rope they both sat down in the same chairs you did were strapped down by the same straps you were and once the images were done they vanished out of sight leaving your rope attached to nothing um and you realized the professor denal was not around anymore so you realized you had to figure this out on your own um and that's when i shared with you the map of the university of Wynarn. um and that is 
Um, when you decided the first stop would be uh, building number nine, the Wisegard Arcane Laboratory. Uh, upon entering the Wisegard Arcane Laboratory, you had a very good investigation role and recognized a name on the building directory, Dr. Moreno. Um, you recognized him as being the director of academic success here at the university, and he had a private laboratory on the uh, laboratory on the upper floor. Um, private in the sense of it's his lab. He brings students and and stuff, but at the end of the day, it's his lab too. Um, he is the primary investigator in that lab. Yes, uh, throw some science vernacular <laughs> at you. <laughs> <laughs> True. I forget that you weren't a theater major. You were like a biology. Nope, I was. I was a biology major. <laughs> yeah. I'm everywhere, man. I'm everywhere. Mm -hmm. Um, you went in and you discovered some things. Do you remember what you discovered? I discovered a bunch of scrap metal that seemed to be, uh, like deconstructed or welded together by magic. And the main thing that I was able to take away was this weird little. Correct. I'm going to repeat it again because Noah sounded weird just then. Uh, I found it twisted bits of metal and a metal plaque with the name Watson engraved on it. Uh, and you also found some strange machinery that, frankly, you don't know anything about. You got people for strange machinery back at Stormhome. You don't need to know about it. And uh, Dr. Chapman is a uh, ex. He goes on expeditions. Uh, I feel like. There's a word similar to exhibitionist that is like likes to expose themselves. He's not that person. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so he also didn't know what was up with the wacky machinery. And so you guys were like off to somewhere new. And as you left this lab, you were confronted by three Warforged as they somehow knew that you were in that room and you shouldn't be. And a fight ensued amongst you and these Warforged, and you were not victorious. You did not die. You were able to... Actually, Chapman took out one of the Warforged, um, but one of them then stabbed Chapman right in the gut, um, and you gave up and said, all right, take us to orientation. And that is where we ended. Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> What's going to happen at the second orientation? Well, just you find out, because that's probably where we're going to start. I'll tell you in a moment when we get there. Uh, I'm going to <laughs> switch scenes now to the one that has our map on it, for those of you watching the video. Um, and it's probably going to lag for a second, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make sure it's all good and going before I start talking again. Does my voice sound weird to you? I, I'm wondering what end that's coming from because you're run you are running completely fine on my end, but of course I only have Discord up right now. You are good. In fact, it looks like we switch scenes really easily, so we're already here. Wonderful. Hey, uh, I'm go. going to change our music though because you know me. Uh, you yeah. got that. You got that ambience. I don't know how well it comes through in the stream and recordings, but it's really nice in our ears. Oh, yeah. Really sets the mood. Ooh, I really like this. Spooky and mysterious. It's titled The University of Magic Part 2. Ooh, look at that. Although this is now Part 3 of The University of Magic. Yes. 
Um, <clears throat> let's begin. You are led out of the Wiseguard Arcane Laboratory. Um, your hands have been magnetically kind of bolted together by uh, handcuffs um, that, that came out of these Warforged. And you have been kind of, uh, there appears to be like a, a an arc of lightning, like, like mild lightning. You see it flash every once in a while, connecting those links to the Warforged. So it kind of pulls you along um, and you're not just cuffed together. You are tied to them, essentially. Um, and Chapman also has these around his hands connected to the other Warforged. Um, he, if you remember, his wound was carterized by the Warforged because he determined that he should not die. Um, instead, he had some use to whatever they're doing here. Um, and so both of you are kind of pulled and tugged out of the arcane laboratory um, and back out onto the campus. And now you see it is the dead of night. Um, the sun has, has long gone down. Um, and you see that the university is illuminated um, by many, many... Um, lamp posts with a, a blazing blue fire in them that kind of keeps all the paths illuminated as the wind kind of rustles through the trees. Um, and it's just eerie quiet out here as you are led across campus. Uh, the the Barthamall Hall, the main auditorium, is, is actually the closest building here, so it's not a very far walk, um, but enough to mm -hmm. let you feel the cold of night and kind of see reality once more Ooh. before you head back into the main auditorium um and as you do so um things look exactly how you left them you've been in here thrice now um and you've become somewhat familiar with this building at least this section of this building um and they lead you down to the front row and uh kind of push you into those chairs and the straps come out again um and wrap around you um and you hear chapman go oh Okay, this again? You know, I really am just not into this. I, I mean, no offense to anybody who is, but this is just not my thing. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, uh, consent is great and everything, but uh, I don't know what the, 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 they think. This is, and then the Warforged This is non-consensual. <laughs> Beginning orientation. Um, and the light board illuminates and you're kind of reared back in your seats and once again compelled to look at these flashing series of images. Um, I'm going to tell you now, you only have to pass the wisdom check once. It's not going to do anything to you. So is there anything you'd like to accomplish while this is happening? I mean... Again, I kind of figured that, like, hey, if the spell wasn't able to grasp me this time, so I, 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 here's not surprised. I mean, again, the kind of jolt up into kind of being forced to watch it. But again, as, as with the last time, I think he's going to try to focus on the screen because, again, this, this elusive face is just very, uh, intriguing to him. So as the, uh, lights and images of war and peace are starting to flash across he's going to try to focus on that face again to determine if he can like actually make anything out of it outside of oh that's a person's face uh 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 the stream showing my desktop background because everything just got minimized for some reason okay we're back oh. hello <laughs> um 
Uh, which that's just going no you know what my desk talk background is so there's a concrete link to our secret project one day (laughs) Um, anyways okay go ahead and uh, you know I think I had you do investigation last time but I do think this is a perception role um, because you're trying to perceive it's it's going to be difficult to perceive something flashing so rapidly absolutely yes I am okay with I am okay with it, but Ayer apparently is not. That'll be a six. Yeah, you don't gain anything. (laughs) I think you did, last time you did this, discover it was a human face. Um, Yeah. But that's still all, it's just so fast. Like, uh, you're like, okay, yeah, there's the, and then it's done. Um, And you just don't quite get there. (laughs) Um, And, yes, go ahead. Oh, I mean, again, I think that just as he's sitting there, he's going to attempt to appear as if he is caught under the spell. But just so that these Warforged, of course, I don't know how observant these Warforged are, but yeah, you know, no, I don't want I them will, to realize um, that I am. I would let you roll deception, except for the Warforged turn their heads and look at you and go... <clears throat> Error code 4000035784. Contacting support. Um, and you begin to hear a bit of a, a hold tune ring out of them. Um, letting letting you know that uh, they are uh, seemingly trying to contact someone. Um, I would let you roll deception, but if you remember. Um, the last people that went through this literally disappeared, and you did not. Uh, 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 very true. I mean, I just I didn't know how long I would have to stare at the screen before I disappeared. So I'm going to look back at Chapman and, and see, again, is, is he still not under the influence of the spell? Well, he's, still, he's still sitting next to you. Um, okay. And yeah, he goes, Do you, well, they're playing music now. I, I got out of this once before and I'm going to cast Mage Hand again I'm going to try to grab my knife and try to undo my bonds this, mm-hmm. the exact same way as I did last time um, I don't remember what I made you roll last time um, I, I think I'm just going to do a sleight of hand uh, here I, I, it, sure. it makes sense it, it's not very thick restraining yeah. so strength oh, i think last time sense. we did like a i think we did just like a spell save, spell save. but but also sleight of hand would make a lot of sense in this place because yeah. again i have these two warforged trying I think to I've, watch I've, me. I've kind of decided <laughs> because my brain's always going about D that uh mage hand just gives you a hand you can manipulate but you still make your skill checks with it it doesn't automatically do what you want it to do so i think sleight of hand would work yeah. here to try to like that get is. it in the right position and get it cut Absolutely. And I assume you're trying to do it, trying to do it somewhat discreetly. Oh yeah, so, somewhat discreetly. Yeah, that'll be a seventeen. Cool. Yeah, you absolutely do it. Yeah, no, I think I just you know I kind of get my my right hand cut off and I grab the knife and dismiss <laughs> the, the restraints on the your hand. right hand. Let's be clear. Yes. Yeah. So I, I don't cut off my right <laughs> hand. I cut off the the strap on my right hand. And then take the knife from my mage hand and dismiss it. And then I'm going to cut the bindings on my left hand and my feet. But still kind of sitting in the chair, but no longer. Um, And then I want to pass the knife 
over to Chapman because he he's just next to me, right? He is right next to you. Are you also yeah. cutting him out, or are you just handing him the knife? I'm just gonna hand him the knife and expect him to do um, the same. He he's strapped down and then sees a knife float over to him and goes, "I'll what?" <laughs> and you see his his fingers kind of wriggle from the restraints. He can't reach it. Okay, well then, yes, then I will. I will use the hand and kind of guide it over to his right hand and try to cut it. Okay, uh, uh, make do, another. Do I need to roll for it again? Okay. Yes. Ooh, that one is a six. Um, yeah, you don't. Uh, you 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 cut him, but not bad. Just a little prick, but enough to make him go. Oh, ouch. Um, and then the Warforge, the contact music stops, um, and their eyes, uh, kind of dim, um, and they appear to have reached whoever they were trying to reach, but they appear to have reached also kind of a, uh, give me an, in, give me an insight roll. Yeah. Oh, that was a pretty good roll. What's my, uh, plus zero, but it's still 16. <laughs> That's good enough to... Uh, they appear to be in some sort of mode where they are communicating, but uh, so their senses are wherever they're communicating. Uh, they cannot see or hear you at the moment. Gotcha. As soon as I realize that, I'm going to stand up, grab my knife out of the air, dagger out of the yeah. air, cut Chapman out, and be like, "Ah, let's go." Uh, yep. Okay. Where Where are we going? Back to the offices. Can you can you get us back? What's the quickest way to get back to your offices? Uh, the hallway that goes to the offices, right outside of the doors. Okay, okay. You kind of like motion um, to him to go. I, I, I would make you do a stealth roll, but you don't need to. For let me start a timer. <laughs> cool. Um. All right. Yeah. Uh, so you you briskly head out, and uh, you see kind of all the doors are still all ajar in here from where you whooshed wind down this hallway uh, in the first episode. Mm -hmm. uh, the last time you were in here. Um, and yeah, we're, so you're going back to the, the faculty offices. Uh, yes. Area 16 on our map. Alright, yeah, yeah you, you do so. Um, and you, you kind of make it to the um, you do make it to the area that had all of the directorate offices in it. Yeah. Then remind me what's what's our this guy that I'm investigating, right? Because I know it's not Monroe, but I keep wanting to remember it as Monroe. And Moreno. I know that's not right. Moreno. I'm gonna make. I'm going to write that down phonetically so I let's have it down how I think it is. M O R E N O. Okay. Um. So I want to go and look around Doctor Moreno's office and. Um, firstly, I just want to see what I see whenever I first walk in and see what kind of strikes me as I push into the office. Well, this is building number one. Yeah. Um, uh, Bartholomew, Dr. Moreno's office. Um, you see a very similar office to Dr. Chapman's just two doors down. Um, there's a big shelf, uh, on the back end and there is a desk, uh, and then two little chairs just in case a student wants to come in and talk. Um, that, that, that's the immediate what you find. Yeah, well, that, yeah, I, I, I think I want to 
start kind of rifling through everything again. I, I have this working theory that this is all Dr. Moreno's doing. That all of these crazy things that are happening are uh, potentially... Because he is the dean of uh, academic of success. Academic success. Thank you. I couldn't remember if it was student success or academic success. Mm-hmm. Um, placing all of the students under a spell to uh, make them work a lot harder and obtain information quicker would be a way in raising all of their test scores. So I'm wanting to kind of start rifling through his things and see if Again, if there's any hint as to where all of the students have disappeared to. Yeah, so tell me where. Uh, are you going to look through his bookshelf or his desk? Those will be separate investigation rules. Uh, we will start with the desk then. Okay. Go ahead and roll investigation for me. <laughs> Not natural. All righty. Uh, on a DC 20 chat. <laughs> um, listen, listen, my guy, this is what he is kind of best at, is investigating, deceiving, and persuading. That is his things that he does. And flips. He's an acrobat. Mm-hmm. So you find a couple of things. Um, he has plenty of notes in here. Um, this is his office. Uh, and you kind of ruffle through his drawers. Um... I will say, I'm trying to decide what order this should be in. Um, <laughs> I will say first, because this would maybe be something you you read and then aren't quite as intrigued in. Um, mm-hmm. you, you find uh, a planner, um, like a like a day planner with, with all of his activities and everything in it. Um, however, nothing has happened until uh, nothing is written in it um since about a month ago it's completely blank but around a month ago you see that he had plans to go to Vinearn, um which is a a local vineyard um and winery that is uh just a, a good few miles outside of fairhaven uh out on the luscious fields of Ondere. um and he has a a receipt kind of stapled in there and everything um proving that it, like he he went there and that's where he was uh, about a month ago. Um, but then you kind of dig deeper and find an actual journal. Um, and this one, I, I think, is kind of buried under a lot of academic text and stuff. This looks like a personal journal, um, not something that he's writing for work, but that he's writing for himself. And inside yeah. you find, well, where do you start? In the back or in the front? I mean, I think I think I like I start at the front, but I'm kind of I mean, I am I mean, skimming as I go, but, you know, starting the front, but then kind of quickly skimming through it to see if I see anything that kind of pops out at me. Yeah, absolutely. I think as you're skimming, I'm giving you all the information because you got a 20 here as you're skimming. You see (laughs) Professor Denal's name come up a few times Um, Mm -hmm. and specifically the disappointment uh, that Weinar or not that Weinar, that's the name of the university that Moreno um, has had in uh, Denal's students. Um, <laughs> Grant says Mario, Dr. Mario. <laughs> <laughs> um, the He has had a lot of disappointment in the quality of Professor Denal's classes. 
Um, mm. uh, you also kind of through the skimmy, you can tell he only started working here about a year ago. Um, and so there, there's kind of notes all throughout about like, and once more, Denal's classes and students are underperforming on the on the yearly tests. Um, and then more recently, towards the end, uh, you find many, many more notes uh, to where he he's been here a year and he's disappointed that he hasn't been able to make more of an impact uh, on this school. He truly believes that there's the potential here to surpass Arcanix, um, but it's just not happening, and he feels like none of his suggestions are being listened to. Um, and so he, ha he has specifically what catches your eye, I think, is he has a desire to go scouting and to recruit a student um, with exceptional wit and intelligence uh, that could lead the whole school in his performance to surpass Arcanix and become the first prestigious school of Ar the Arcane on the continent of Corvair. Interesting. Do you share this? Uh, not yet, I don't okay. think. I think that I, I want to take... I want to, I'm taking everything in as I'm going through. And I mean, I'm sure Chapman is just standing there, but I am mm -hmm. completely ignoring him as I am rifling yeah, through and reading. Chapman things. is actually, he keeps kind of poking his head out and uh, making sure that no one's around. Yeah. <laughs> There's my D12. I was like, this has too many numbers on it. Cool. Just counting down. <laughs> uh yeah no i mean i think again after after going through the journal is that is that everything i find in the desk that is mm. worthwhile yes you find plenty of other like academic texts and like grade books and stuff like that but flipping through it it's just like numbers and words and nothing nothing really catches your eye yeah i i think I think from the planner, I rip out the page with the receipt and stuff it into my bag. And I just take the whole planner and stuff it into my bag. And then think I'm going to turn around. And be, well, first, I'm going to look up at uh, Chapman and be like, keep a close eye. We're, uh, we're finding some interesting things. Good, good. Yeah, I'm, I'm a bit worried they're going to, you know, come out of it nope. soon. No, they will probably show up any minute or second now, but just let me know. And then turning like turning away from him and start looking at the bookshelf. Um, Grant asked a question in chat, and I think it's actually kind of important. Um, and it, it makes a lot of sense to explain this um, because yeah. this is part of Moreno's frustration. Uh, he asks who exactly is ranking these schools and what is their criteria? Um mm. And there's not an official board of ranking schools like we have, you know, in the real world um, or our world, I should say. Um, it's <laughs> reputation. Um, and part of his frustration is that the numbers have started to meet and in a couple of areas exceed Arconex. But the reputation just isn't there because every time they come up with a new project, one of their students has created Arconex blows them out of the water. Um, it, it's like they, they had a student last year come up with a way to magically infuse soap 
um, so that it would clean a person without them needing to use it. They just had to dab their hands and it would spread across their body. It, it, it was great. But then Arcanix um, created just like completely enchanted mass marketed brooms that people could use to fly around on it. Everyone was so more excited about buying brooms that fly themselves than they were about soap that cleans themselves. Uh, and while the numbers are getting up there, Arcanix is just so much flashier of a school. And so he, he's hoping to scout out that student to give them that big flashy project. Gotcha. I like that. Very, very interesting. So it's all, all, all about all about them street creds. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, uh, um, I, I think after after making sure Chapman is being my lookout, I, I turn around and start rifling through the bookshelf and seeing if there's anything interesting that i can find upon it investigation please <laughs> i think what it, what was that one that one because i can't remember what my yeah that is an 18 this time still very good um with an 18 i will give you you find some photos some framed photos um of dr moreno a human with dark hair um, and you can now clearly see on his hand in one of these photos, um, kind of draped around a, a, a taller, like slenderer man, um, who actually appears to have two completely mechanical arms, um, mm. and, but wearing a suit otherwise. Um, and they're both smiling and, and behind them, uh, you can't quite tell, but it, it appears to be some sort of warehouse or factory, um, and, and like a ribbon had recently been cut. Um, but with an 18, I will give you, you see the dragon mark on Dr. Moreno's hand, um, and you identify it as the mark of making belonging to House Kaneth. The former, uh, House Kaneth, I will give you this too, because you are a member of the dragon marked houses. Um, House Kaneth produced the Warforged. And they were headquartered in Sire. And there are very few of them left. Gotcha. Ooh. <laughs> you have by far gone to the two most important places on my map immediately. There's still very useful <laughs> stuff in all the other buildings, but these are the most two important. You went straight to it. <laughs> listen, listen. I, 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 I get a knack and a feeling whenever you have a guy who's trying to figure out one there's crazy magical things happening on campus where do you go the laboratories where there's crazy magical things happening and two if there's a guy who's trying to make the school better and all of the students are being brainwashed into learning things you go look in his office and see uh, <laughs> how see if he's behind it which I to think, be fair there's three more magical buildings on the map <laughs> and you happen to with a nat 20 find dr moreno's name in his laboratory <laughs> if you had gone in a different order it would have taken you longer to figure all of that out but oh, I, such I, is I, life i don't doubt it listen my boy Ayer, he is not very street smart at all but in having to navigate his family life he has become very observant and it is one to follow his gut instincts. 
I, I think at this time he he takes the picture of the man with the robotic arms and the picture that he could see his mark of making, and is gonna look back at uh look back at Chapman. I I'm I am about one hundred percent positive that those uh, Warforged belong to your good friend Doctor Moreno. Okay, uh, I hadn't seen him make a Warforged before, but. I, I believe you. I, I know he, he he used to work for one of the great houses. I, I, I again, never really talked to him. Mm. Oh, his his family uh, were the ones in Sire, House Kaneth. They made the Warforged. We really do need to find him because he might have some outside of, you know, as I am about 70% certain that he is behind or absolutely connected to all of this craziness that's happening at your school. Two, he might have some uh, useful information as to helping us figure out what's happened in Sire. And I'm going to pocket the picture as well. Again, I'm just kind of taking and grabbing things. How big are your pockets? You've already got a compass and a jar of mist, and this is a It's not just a pocket... I mean, it's, 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 I have like a, like a knapsack. If it's too big, then I'll take the picture out of the frame and roll it up and stick it inside. Okay, I think my you knapsack. have to do that. The frame's too big. Okay. I won't take the frame then, but I'll, I'll, I'll take the back off of the frame, roll up the picture and stick it into my knapsack. Okay. Um, yeah. You give me a perception check. That is a 12. That's not a D20. (laughs) Alright, what do you do? I want to look at the map. Because... I think I'm going to talk to Chapman. So outside of him having his own personal lab do do you know where did dr moreno did he did he teach any classes did he have any other i I don't know spaces that he would frequent or i don't know have something hidden in because we really got to find this guy um yeah he uh, okay dr moreno okay wouldn't have guessed that quiet fellow but um i mean he he has his laboratory in in, in Wisegod, but for the most, he's the our director of academic success. He's in all the buildings, constantly surveying classes, taking notes, making sure they're up to our standards here at the university. Um, I mean, perhaps the library, or uh, as like a place that he might spend more time in. But I, again, this we've been to his office and to his lab. Uh, but due to his position in the school, he, he spent quite a bit of time all over the place. Seems to be he was trying to recruit a student to make a mark here at the university to 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 help lift your reputation. Do you have any recollection of him, you know, guiding or yeah, speaking no. to well, a student? To a student, um, no. I mean, he was fond of our top ten. Uh, they were helping us push on numbers when they needed to be 
uh, he did pitch a recruiting effort, I, I believe, in one of our faculty meetings, and it, and it kind of got pushed towards me because, you know, I spent so much time off campus, but uh, I don't believe it ever got approved by the by the president. Um, figured we should focus more on uh, our numbers than flashy experiments and such. He said that that should stay at our connects. Dino have an office? Your 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 other professor no, friend? Um, he has his classroom. No, but uh, there are there are faculty offices in the library you can use to uh, house meetings with students if you need to, or have office hours. But uh, it is actually none of our professors um, live on campus. They they simply come for the class time, and they have scheduled office hours in the library. It's it's. Uh, us, the directors, are the are the only ones with our own official full-time offices. Last question. How comfortable would you be with trying to kidnap a robot? Um, as you say this, <laughs> the two Warforged round the corner, you did not hear them coming. <laughs> um, <laughs> and they turn and they see you. Um, and you hear them say, Orders received. Order 66, execute. Um, a little reverse there. Uh, and their green lights go red, and, uh, their hands bulk out, and brand new chainsaw-like weapons pop out of them. Uh, roll initiative. <laughs> Let me get whatever sci-fi music we had for this fight last time going. As we continue our battle. That will be a... Where is... I can't remember what my initiative modifier is. That'll be a 14 for me. I'll re-roll. I also got a 14. Okay, you will go first. You are behind the desk. And, uh, Yay, you got last about, time I went <laughs> You got about five feet around the desk. And those two chairs are in there, and then the door, and they're both in the door, and Chapman's between you and them. What do you do? Hmm. But is, Ch is Chapman in my way? Yes, and he looks very scared. He's kind of, like, stepping back. And again, you know, bullet time with D&D &D ba battles and all that. Yeah. I guess... Because here's, here's kind of what I want to do. I can't cast Gust of Wind again. How much? I'm just looking to see because I kind of want to uh, throw things around. Yeah, no, that that will not be able to push that. Because I'm assuming this desk is probably more than five pounds. Which this doesn't really make a whole lot of sense. That you can get one medium or smaller creature to uh, uh, be pushed away from you with a strength throw. But then you can only push something... Within five pounds. Mm -hmm. If it's an object, which doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. But I think instead what I'm going to do, um, how, what do, how do the Warforged look? Do they still look pretty banged up from our last battle? They've, one of them has taken some hits, uh, and one of them has only one of its chainsaw hands because you did lop a hand off last time. Um, but it. but other than that, he took no damage, and the other one, uh, I, I believe you actually just dinged off of. Um, okay. 
Gotcha. I think I'm going to focus on the one that is still uh, pretty... Uh, um, that has not been damaged okay. very much already. And uh, I'm going to... Again, I don't know how... Can, can I draw my sword and take a stab at it? Or will drawing my sword count as my action? Drawing your sword will not count as your action, no. Um, okay. It, this is more of getting around Chapman. Gotcha. Okay, cool. I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to attempt to draw my sword, kind of vault over the desk, and push Chapman out of the way. Okay, yeah, I'll, I'll let you give me a strength check to, to push him out of the way. Absolutely. That will be a, a 10. No. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you not. You, well, actually, here's what I'll do uh, instead. You do push him out of the way. Uh, he's not a very weak person or a very strong physically person. Um, however, that will be your action for the turn. Um, yeah. I, uh, because he, I rolled a 15. Which is higher. Um, and I was already <laughs> on the line on if that would count as your action or not. Um, yeah, no. So that next is, is uh, actually Chapman. Um, mm. And uh, he goes, shit. Um, um, and he claps his hands. And let's see how well this goes. It goes very well. Um, ice, once again, comes up out of the ground and <sighs> seals off that door right in front of you. Um, however, there are no windows in this room. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, on the Warforged turn, you hear <laughs> as they're starting to cut <laughs> in. Okay. During this, as their turn is happening, I'm going to look to Chapman. Okay. The one that is really damaged. Let's try to, uh, uh, hold it in place. I, I want to... See if we can hijack it. Let's let's kill the one that, you know, let's kill one of them and let's try to, I don't know, mess around with the innards of the other. And I give him a thumbs up and a sword up. Um, he goes, okay, what do you want me to do? I'm not much of a fighter. I, I can manipulate ice. It's kind of my thing. Um, Last time you were able, you, you, you were able to kind of hold on to one. You were able to freeze it in place. Yeah. Do that to the one that's really damaged. Okay? Hold okay. it there. Okay. All right. Uh, so what What do you do for your turn? Um, I think what I'm going to do... Um, I'm going to ready an action because this ice wall is in my way. I can't really do anything. But I'm going to kind of uh, position myself in a getting ready to lunge forward with my rapier to stab at whatever I can as soon as there is an opening. Um, yeah, uh, then, then he goes, do you want me to get rid of the wall? I, I figured distance was better. No, we, we gotta be up close and personal. Okay, uh, and he snaps his hands again, uh, and the, the wall melts, and so you can, now, you've held your turn, so if you would like to take your turn now, you can. Yes, I, I would like to take my turn now and lunge at the, uh, least damaged robot. Okay, um, yeah, go ahead, give me an attack roll. Combat. Here we go. Oh, 23 to hit. Yeah, absolutely. 
So I'll do that. And that will be eight damage. Okay. With yeah. my rapier. Um, you with your rapier. Well, what do you do? Um, you're going to damage it quite a bit, but not kill it. Uh, but gotcha. describe kind of what this looks like with your rapier. I think I think as soon as it comes down, I, I'm going to then lunge for an upward stroke and try to stab it in the eye. Is kind of what I'm going for. Okay. So trying to hit its face. Yeah. No, you do that. Um, you kind of stab upwards, and its eyes are actually there's glass and kind of an illuminated screen behind that makes the eyes up uh, out of magical LEDs essentially. And you see so you you stab through, um, and you in this kind of red lightning energy kind of arcs around your blade and sparks and fizzles out uh, as you do. Um, but it's it, all of his lights are dimmer, but not quite there as like the pupil LED from the not stabbed eye. Just locks with you in your eyes gotcha. um and then it would be their turn yes because it yes. And then it will be your turn again because you held your turn um yes. yeah no it's going to retaliate for sure <laughs> um that's a five plus five that's a ten i don't believe that will hit you oh yeah no that will not hit me i've got an ac of 15 yeah uh it it brings up its chainsaw hand and goes and it appears you've kind of gotten it given him vertigo with whatever you've done to his head and he just kind of wildly misses uh and the other one also comes towards you um describe how you make the other one kill this one because he rolled an out one <laughs> and this one I had think... two hit points so <laughs> what I think I'm going to do is I'm going to because this is the one that only has one arm, right? The one that just rolled uh -huh. the net one. I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to pull my sword out of the eye of that one, kind of duck down with my free hand, grab his chainsaw arm, and shove it into the other one's chest. Yeah, you do that, uh, and and blood doesn't come out. These things don't have blood uh, or oil or whatever. It's just machine. Um, and chunks of shrapnel start just flying out of this thing. Um, I will say it's a badass thing, but I'll, I'm going to give you one piercing damage just because this chainsaw ripping into metal does send a bit uh, kind of <laughs> right into your right shoulder. Um, I, I, I am all for taking some damage to look as cool <laughs> as fuck. So... <laughs> um, yeah, and so yeah, you you've done that, and then... I'm going to let that be the nat one, though. I'm still going to roll a 19. Um, Chapman then claps his hands once more, um, and ice comes up and surrounds this one that you've just done that to, so you're able to kind of duck out and away. Um, and we can exit combat because he's restrained. Yes. Um, well, actually... Uh, we're gonna stay in the initiative order here for a second because yeah, uh, in case he's he gonna have a chance to, to break out on his turn technically. Gotcha. Well, I think on my turn then, as it is now my turn, I want to, um, I want to try to stab his uh, other chainsaw arm and try to deactivate the arm in some way, whether it be attacking him to try to make him quote unquote unconscious. Or just knocking the chainsaw off. Yeah, I'm going to say... So here's the deal. 
a rapier is a stabbing weapon. Uh, it's yes. not really a slicing. Weapon. Oh, I'm not trying to necessarily lop it off. Again, I, I'm more. I am trying to stab the arm probably up near the shoulder joint okay. to try to disconnect the arm. Uh, that is, like that is what off. you did to the other arm. The other arm, to be fair, in my mind, that yeah. was all iced over. But uh, in fact, it is. So it's going to have an higher, higher AC. That, that's basically it. Just because uh, the reason he's not able to move that arm is because it's iced over at the moment. Um, so it's gonna you're gonna have to penetrate both the ice and his shoulder to do that. I mean, I'll go for it. Yep. I think that's what I want to do. Oh, I mean, I'm probably gonna hit this because that is a twenty-four yep. to hit. <laughs> I gave it. He had a sixteen armor class. I bumped it up to twenty with a plus four from the ice, but that still does it. Um, yeah, you freaking like pierced through and the ice shatters and glimmers everywhere as his only remaining arm falls to the ground um and he is still from the the mid waist down um well yes he, no yes i'm gonna let it happen because i don't want to retcon okay he failed anyways um i it was technically his turn when he did that so i needed to roll for him to get out of the ice but he failed so we're all good gotcha. <laughs> um <laughs> Um, okay, I'm now officially going to let us exit combat, uh, simply for the reason that his chainsaw arms were his best bet for getting out of that ice. Um, gotcha. Yeah, with, as, as, as I pull the sword out from the ice explosion, I will kind of give it a flourish and sheathe it again, and kind of walk up to the warforged face and kind of just stare at it. <laughs> Um, it is active still. It is still mm -hmm. awake and alive. Um, and it's beady red LED eyes are, are looking back at you. And it, it, it's going. Error, error, error. As its shoulder joints are kind of moving, and but nothing is moving. <laughs> Hi there. Uh, do you have a name there, little robot friend? But not so little robot friend. Give me a... I think Charisma would be the closest, because D&D core doesn't really have a machine check, you know. Yep. And these are sentient beings. Um, so, so give me a Charisma roll. Straight. Absolutely. <laughs> that is a, a 23 straight roll. <laughs> Charisma is also my highest stat. I want to talk to people in this game. Listen, this is a role-playing, two-person role-playing. So I, yeah. I made charisma my thing so I could talk to people and have at least some interesting conversations with people. Um, then he goes, Identification number 9811123. Hi there, uh, 9812113. for i i'm trying to uh attend these classes but this orientation just doesn't seem to be working for me because just smiles uh very um patronizingly into this warforge's face system admin non-accessible mm. uh dr chapman Hello, that's me. 
Uh, I'm, I'm here still. Do you all have any sort of admin identification as faculty here at the university? No. <laughs> I mean, we've got, we've got, uh, you know, paperwork that proves we work here. Um, but no, that seems a little bit too 21st century for us. Still the fairly fantasy world that we live in. Hmm. Well, I think, okay, I'm going to tell you what I want to do. Okay. It may not actually do anything, but I essentially want to try to, uh, fry this, uh, robot's innards into, you know, I want to give it a little bit of electroshock therapy and see if I can, um, jiggle some things around in there so what i'm wanting to do is use shock and grasp and just grab his head and uh try to jiggle around everything that's in all of his wires and things inside of his head okay um i'm gonna have you so shocking grasp you're going to succeed on the attack roll because it's a melee attack roll um you can reach out and touch this guy. He's frozen. Give me an Arcana check. Absolutely. Or, no, you have a spell casting modifier. Roll spell casting modifier for accuracy on this endeavor. Absolutely. That's a 21. <laughs> um, yeah, you, you hear him go, Please do not touch university property. Uh, and all of his lights go out. Okay. That's good. And then I'm going to kind of go around to the back of his head and see if I can open up his head. Give me an investigation roll. That is a 21. You have no idea how to open this fucking head. <laughs> um, mm. But you do see a little slot in the back of his neck with a peculiar hook shape in it. A hook shape? Mm-hmm. Mm. Like an opening that is like a silhouette of a hook. Uh, not like it is a hook pointing out. It is like okay. an opening in the back of his neck. Uh, gotcha. A crescent, if you will. Gotcha. Dr. Chapman. Hello. Still here. Have you ever seen these Warforged before? I mean, I've seen Warforged before, yes. I mean, I've, I've lived quite a long time. The war only ended two years ago. Have you seen any Warforged employed by the university before? No. Um, well, I mean, perhaps... I believe we did a little test run, uh, I don't know, about a year ago of having campus security at, at night, specifically. Uh, we got two or three, but they... they uh, the, the students found them a bit too aggressive, um... You know, they were used to war. Um, and so they, you know, martial discipline and all that. Uh, it didn't go over too smooth, so we had to had to let them go. They were independent contracts, though, of soldiers who no longer uh, were of need to any nations. Hmm. What this Warforged... I, I think at this point I kind of just 
sit down on the ground between Dr. Chapman, but still looking up at the deactivated Warforged. This Warforged seems to have been built here at the university. Uh, mostly because he said, don't touch university property. And it, uh, well, I mean, I'm assuming this thing was probably still some, had some sort of sentience. It, it seems to believe that it is owned by the university. So I mean, whether I, I, you, I would agree with you, it's quite strange. I mean, Warforged are, are people. Uh, by all means, the, they have their own lives and rights. These were acting a bit more like machines, weren't they? Yes. Machines, slaves, not actual, you know, free-thinking people. Which is a little concerning, as I want all people to be able to free-think and, you know, not try to kill me with chainsaw hands. That would be nice. What would you hmm. find in here? Well, your good friend, Dr. Uh, Again, not a, good, great, not a great friend. Uh, Listen. Specifically was, because I, I didn't talk to him much, and now we probably think he's done all this madness. Don't quite want to be lumped in into the friend category with a, with a madman. Your peer, he... Uh, co-worker. How about co-worker? co-worker your co-worker uh did not like your other professor workers uh was trying to figure out a way to make an impact and surpass arcanix and was looking to recruit a special student he uh do you know where vinarn is perchance the vineyard yes the vineyard i know what it was it was do tell. Is uh, it, it not there anymore? No, uh, it's, I, I guess you're not from here, uh, up in Stormholm. I burned down about a month ago, with everybody inside. It was quite a tragedy. Oh, well, <laughs> funny thing. Our uh, co-worker was there about a month ago, and I'm going to pull out the receipt and, ha and, show and hand it to him. No, that's... Yeah, he takes it, he looks it over, uh, and he goes, That's the day it happened. This is, the, you, you don't get this stump on your receipt unless you actually make it through the gates. Uh, I went there went there for a faculty retreat about three years ago. Um, well, that's odd. I, I, it's one thing to have all your students go missing. It's another to think your co-worker might have bent down a vineyard with everybody inside. To yeah, be specific, you know. in case you're wondering, the, the winery building itself burned down with all the people in it. The vineyards are quite open, you know, pasture of grapes. I, 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 I figured as much. I mean, sure, maybe wildfire, but I, I'm assuming it was the place where they had all yes, the people the, trying the, the, the wine. House, and of course. Yes. So, I think our next step needs to be is figuring out where this buddy of ours kind of jumps up and pats the Warforges back. Uh, it looks like he was hanging somewhere, or potentially was uh, able to be plugged in somewhere. Uh, I think we need to go uh, figure out where he was plugged in, because I think if we can find that out, we'll probably be able to figure out where our good friend Dr. Marino is. Alright, um... Again... I haven't had Warforge for a couple of years. We don't have docking stations or anything. Uh, they're still people. 
Let me think. I mean, have you dealt? Do you have Warforged Storm Home? Do you plug them in? Uh, what kind of area it might be in? Uh, or do I you mean, want to? I, I mean, if thinking about the university, our most advanced machinery is back in the Wise God lab, but um, we, we were in there. Uh, hmm. Well, that is where they found us. And then they appeared to be coming from somewhere, and uh, we must have triggered something whenever we went into the building. So might as well go uh, retrace our steps and see what we missed, because we probably triggered something. Do we, uh, do we take him with us? Yeah, you know, I think that's probably a good idea. Do you have a way of moving him? Uh, uh, I mean, I could levitate him, but I've I've been doing a lot of ice. I'm afraid I'm a bit out at the moment. Hmm. Well, can you melt the ice? I think we're just gonna. You want to take the bottom half, and I'll take the top. Right on. Uh, yep, he <laughs> snaps his fingers, and the ice melts, and it kind of clunks down to the ground. Then I'm just gonna kind of. Grab the shoulder sockets and try to pick him up and kind of gesture for him to go grab the feet so we can uh, drag this deactivated Warforged back to the Yeah, Yeah, uh, um, I'm not going to make you roll anything. Uh, you, you, do you get the front end and he gets the back end? Yeah, uh, yeah he's, you hold him uh, kind of behind uh, you by, I guess, his head because he doesn't have arms. Uh, yeah. And Chapman's got his feet, uh, and you, you head back out of Barthamall Hall. Um, at this point, uh, it is very cold and very dark outside because it is even deeper into the night. Um, and you head across campus, so once again illuminated by the blue torchlight and uh, the, the rustling of the wind through the trees around campus. And make it back to the Wiseguard Arcane Laboratory. It's a familiar building. You've been here once before. I won't go through all the... the... Uh, you make it back <laughs> to his lab. Uh, what do you do? Well, as we are... Uh, as you're getting there, you do see the one Warforged is still in pieces on the ground from where it was lopped in half. Uh, during your former fight with them. Gotcha. You know, I, I think just as we're kind of going around, as I am going to actually, I mean, I, I'm not really checking for traps because we activated this trap, but I'm going to be looking for the remnants of what, what did we set off, if I can tell, if, I guess, I mean, well, what are you I don't want to for? say, I'm in, hmm. It'll determine what kind of role I have you do. Yeah. I think first, I'm just looking around to see, is did I trip any trip wires? Did I did I move something that seems to be placed in a very specific way? I'm, I'm looking for a mechanical trap Yeah, give me uh, an, an investigation. First. Ooh, that is a seven. <laughs> it looks like a door. It's a wooden door at that. It's not a high-tech, you know, machine door. It's just a door. Yeah. yeah. Uh, then then at this point, again, at this point, I think we've set our Warforged friend down inside of the lab. Mm -hmm. um, 
I think then I'm going to kind of... I, I'm going to kind of, again, open my mind to the magics around me and see if I can um, see if I can sense if a spell has been uh, triggered by us being in here or had been triggered. Because I don't know, it may be too late for that, but... You Do know. you have detect magic or identify, or would this just be an arcana check? I, I don't, yeah, this is just going to be me reaching out into the magical universe. So I know it's going to be a lot harder, but... And it's an yes. arcana check, then. That's a nat 20, baby. Okay, you literally weren't going to get anything unless you got a nat 20, unless you had detect magic or identify. Like, if, if you if you want me to prove it to you, I mean, I can move my computer down so you can look at it, but I it is a nat you. 20. Uh, we have integrity with our roles. Um... <laughs> Yeah, the the uh, yeah again without detect magic or identify you don't know what, uh, but the the door definitely had a spell cast on it. Gotcha. Hey, Doctor Chapman. Hello. <laughs> Sorry, How I keep it? saying hello. I'm just very nervous. I'm... As you should be. We've been uh, pursued by robots this evening. Um, how good at you are how you at, at detecting? <laughs> yes. How good are you at detecting magic? Um. Again, I'm a bit out. I do have the capabilities, but I would need to rest a bit before being able to really get on with it, you know? You got anywhere safe that we could bunker down for a little while? Either on campus or near campus? Where do you live, Dr. Chapman? I do live in the... You, you saw the houses on the way there. One of those lovely cottages is my abode. Um, if you don't want to go too far, there is a bunch of empty dormitories. You know, I don't know if I want to sleep on campus. I'm a little scared of your campus, Dr. Chapman. I don't think I would actually want to be a student here. Understandable. Um, that is more than okay. You are welcome in my home. Um... I live alone, <laughs> but, um, figured. do we take this guy with us? Do we just take a break for a while? Uh, is the wisest idea at the moment. And that is not me, Keaton, your game master saying yes. that. That is Dr. Chapman saying that. Yeah. I don't think we should leave him here. I guess my main worry is getting Walking him... through town in the middle of the night with a dead warforged body betwixt our hands. Not dead, just turned off. He's we got no arms, Mr. Lirindor. I, I mean, he does look dead, you're not wrong. How do we... Do you got a... You got a... Uh, a blanket? I'm sure we could find a blanket, yes. Let's find a blanket. I'm going to try to find a blanket. <laughs> okay, yeah, you're here in the laboratory. Uh, do you want to go check out some of the other rooms in the lab? Or do you yeah, want to go somewhere check, else? Okay. Let's check out the lab, see if we can find anything useful in here to hiding a body so that we can drag it through town. <laughs> um, yeah, you you go up to the uh, one of the lower... Uh, no, I, I whatever. It's just the lab or literally next to this lab. It's a lab building. Um, yeah. Uh, it appears there are a couple of student projects that are being worked on here um, in, in here. So just give me a give me a perception this time, not investigation. Just to look around, see if anything maybe worthwhile is in here. 
That will be a uh, fourteen. Okay. Uh, yeah, with a fourteen, a there, there's there's a bunch of doodads in here, if you will, the the fancy term for experiments and such. <laughs> um, one of which actually does appear to be a large piece of cloth. Hmm. Yeah, I, I want to, I want to be like, oh, this is promising, and I'm gonna go, kind of warily touch the cloth. It feels like cloth. Is it like look like it's draped over something, or is it like just the cloth? It's draped over what appears to be like a rod of sort to hold the cloth up. Gotcha. Well, I'm just gonna take the cloth down and take it back to Doctor Chapman. All right, yeah, you do that. Hey, I found this cloth. It looks like your students were working on it. Do you know what's happening? What's happening in these labs? <laughs> I'm giving you the most useless companion in the world. <laughs> he did save your I mean, life, though. I, he did save I mean, your literally, life. Literally, you're going to say, I know what you're going to say, and I'm going to call him useless. To, I've already done it once or twice. I'm going to call him useless to his face again. Just, um, I'm ready for it. He goes, um, I know one of my students is working on some sort of box to keep things cold, but uh, no, nah, I, I don't spend much time in the laboratory. Dr. Chapman? Hello. You are absolutely useless to me. Can you help me um, wrap this around our Warforged friend? Uh, yep, for sure. Uh, you, wrap gonna... the, you wrap the blanket around the Warforged, and the Warforged begins floating. <laughs> huh. Well, it's uh, a this good is a magical I... item. If you're stealing it, it's going into your inventory. Uh, oh this, no! I mean, this is the I'm cloak, taking it. the cloak of levitation. Um, you can it casts the levitation spell once per day uh, when wrapped around an object or person. Um, and again, the levitation spell makes something weightless. You cannot fly with it, but it can make yeah. something weightless. And it's not much of a cloak; it looks like a dirty old rag. Well, you know, this is honestly better than I thought it could be. And I'm gonna take my rope and wrap it around the middle of the Warforged and be like okay let's go to your house and I'm going to drag <laughs> this Warforged floating behind me <laughs> alright um <laughs> well I'm trying to decide what to do now because that could be an ending point we've been going about an hour and a half now but really we've only been going about an hour because we didn't really get yeah. started um we we probably I, got another little bit to go before we have to I feel like there's a, a plot point you could get to that would be a really good stopping point. Mm. Um, so we'll just let this happen. Yeah, you, you leave campus. Fortunately for you, it is now past midnight, and there aren't a lot of people out. Um, so you are able to, uh, to your knowledge, no one is watching you. Of course, there could be the peering housewife through the window up late at night due to her husband snoring. Um, and if, if such a case were to occur, she would look out her window and see a half elf, um, and a regular elf pushing some large object levitating, uh, betwixt a blanket, uh, just kind of trying to steer it in the right direction. She, she would raise her eyebrow take a sip of her tea, and go back to bed. Uh, as you eventually make it to a lovely cottage, um, not too far down the road, uh, it's only about only about a mile away, um, and down the street, 
it's a it's a simple two-bedroom home uh with kind of wooden architecture kind of cross-hatched out an exterior uh as you enter in uh it is Again, a, a simple living room kitchen duo. The right side has a has a couch, and the left side has a table and uh, a chair at it, and some cooking utensils lying around, some countertops, um, and back beyond you see a hallway with uh, two doors in it, leading to the two bedrooms. Uh, and yeah, as as you arrive, Chapman is like, <laughs> well, I guess this is nothing compared to uh, Storm Home, but. Uh, it works for me. Honestly, not much of a fan of Storm Home. As long as there's a nice warm bed to sleep in, I should probably be fine. Good. Uh, so I, I guess we have time. We're resting. Uh, do you want to go to sleep? Or, uh, I can't. I, 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 I am quite curious about the Dragon Mark and... Why you're not fond of your home? You're from one of the most powerful families in the land. I think I'm gonna roll for air because I don't really know exactly how he feels about this. How, what should I roll? I will to say see I just did a 19 about. charisma roll for Chapman. You know what? I think I think that while Air thinks that Doctor Chapman is kind of useless, he finds him very. I'm looking Basket. forward to how he's very useless in the current circumstances, but will be very useful to your future. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I, I, I think that is why he is very, like, you are horrible in this day-to-day -day action that I am finding myself in, but I know that you are interested in the same things that I am interested in. And so, I think... I think I go and levitate the Warforged into one of the beds, into not not into his guest bed, and take the cloak off of it and kind of let it fall into the bed. Um, you do so, and now is where you discover the catch. <laughs> ah, uh -oh. this is an ex a student project that has not been finished. Um, the blanket it just starts to drift upwards until it hits the ceiling. Uh, it, it lets the Warforged it out, but uh, it's up there now. <laughs> well. Um, Dr. Chapman, do you have a rock or a brick or something I could have to uh, weigh down my new blanket of floating? Um, I've got a, I've got a teapot. Um, there's rocks outside, I suppose. Oh, you get to knock some points off for that, probably. <laughs> we'll just leave it for now. I'm quite thirsty. Do you got something I could drink? Um, well, I do have a teapot, like I just said. So how about I uh, start with this up some tea? I would like to let me, let hear me a little more about your story. Since we're taking our time now, we're doing all this. Let's get some cozy cottage. I'm trying to find a good way to put in my cloak of levitation, or I'm going to call it the blanket of floating because it's not a very good cloak of levitation. And the best way to do that into 
custom item. New custom item. Yes, this is a custom One. item. <laughs> Blanket of bloating is what I shall call him. Or it. I shouldn't. I don't know its pronouns. The blanket. Yes, yeah, I don't know the blanket's pronouns. I, I shouldn't assume. Of course. <laughs> um. Yeah, he starts brewing a, a, a pot of tea for the two of you. Um, I would like to sit in the comfiest seat that I can find in the house. Well, there's not a lot. There's a wooden chair at the table and a, uh, a couch. <laughs> so probably the couch. I'm going to sit on the couch, I think. You know, as as I'm sitting down, I'll probably unfasten my weapon belt, which has got my rapier, dagger, and whip wrapped around it and kind of set it to the side. Probably take off my uh, blue leather jacket and slap it down and kind of ease down into the couch and try to get as comfy as possible as we are taking this little rest. There we go. Cool. You know me and my ambiance. It matters quite a bit <laughs> to me. Uh, a quiet tavern is the best I could find. There's no people in it to run around, and there is a small fire. Uh, I think uh, the fire that is kind of uh, cooking the tea, uh, you see, he doesn't have a stove or anything in here. Rather, there's a section of the table uh, that's kind of hollowed out with a fire pit on it and kind of a grate over it. Um, and, and you can see... Uh, give me, give me an Arcana roll. That was a six. Okay. Uh, <laughs> you, you, the He's relaxing. middle of this table is kind of hollowed out like a bowl with firewood in it. Um, and there's a grate over that the, the mm. uh, uh, teapot sits on, uh, but the table is wooden. And you see some markings kind of around this circle, but you you can't quite identify what they are. But you assume that they are some sort of runes keeping the fire in place and not spreading across the house. Gotcha. Um, then he, he pours both of you some tea uh, and some lovely ceramic mugs. Uh, and he uh, I think he pulls his wood, one wooden chair that he owns uh, around so it kind of faces you um, on the couch. He goes... Uh, well, uh, welcome to my home. Uh, I must thank you again for for helping me. Um, I know you've made it quite the point that I'm not the most useful in these situations. Uh, you, you'd think for a man who's out and about, I actually get myself in the midst of adventure quite often on our expeditions, but uh, typically we have faculty or uh, our students are sometimes decently handed and... Uh, uh, I'm, we're always in safe environments uh, at the end of the day. Uh, I do appreciate it how you, we seem to have accomplished more in the past, what, 12 hours than I have in the last three days. So uh, your your assistance is noticed and, and appreciated. Mr. Chapman, I have made it my mission to make a name for myself out in this world. And if I have to start small and save your university that's a start somewhere especially if you help me with my uh quest yeah, to I, discover I, I don't think that saving an entire university is very small at all but i guess 
uh, in comparison to uh, your your search of information, it, it does seem that way. Tell me why why does a young half elf like yourself uh, care about what happened to Saya? Well, to say the very uh, least about my family situation, let's just say that I am not on good terms with my father or mother or most anyone in my family for that matter. Not, not only because of this, and he kind of gestures to his uh, fucked up dragon mark, but also, I kind of told my family off for mistreating me for the past, oh, 20 years of my life or so. And they told me to leave and not come back until I discovered what happened in the Mornlands. So here I am trying to figure out what happened in the Mornlands. Yeah, he, he absolutely raises his eyebrows at this. Um, and he goes, Wow. You know, not being a member of a... <laughs> having no marks on my skin. Yeah, we, we sometimes get the idea that the great houses are uh, happy little families with great power. Maybe some of the others are happier than ours. House, House Lirindar is the only half-elf house and is the only, well, aggregate form of half-elves here in our land. And I, I think that my family, my immediate family especially, as the heads of the house, have taken it upon themselves to try to be the uh, shining examples of what Half elves can be, and so would you call yourselves the Kalistar? Yeah, the the spitting image of the people of this land. Image is everything to my family, and I just don't quite fit the picture. Well, I think we might have something in common. <laughs> I'm just not quite fitting in. Uh. Of course, the House Lirindar might be a, a bit steeped in tradition, if you don't mind someone from the outside saying. Uh, society has progressed quite a bit outside of Stormhome. Uh, Half-elves aren't quite nearly as frowned upon as they used to be. I mean, I'm, I'm an elf myself, and, uh, you know, maybe my parents uh, a few hundred years ago might have frowned upon the mixing of the races and all that. Uh, but uh, I was never big on tradition. It's part of the reason I, you know, it took... I decided to go into academia, but really just so that I could get out of academia. Uh, part of the reason I'm so useless on campus, I'd been stuck up on the grounds all the time in classrooms. It's not where I'm supposed to be. I'm supposed to be out in the world and learning about it. Uh, not mm. learning about it from books, per se, but from seeing it and hearing people's stories. Well, uh, that that is what I aspire to do. At least I've not left Storm Home, but <laughs> probably four or five times in my life until this past. He absolutely raises day. his eyebrows again and goes, "Wow, it's 
quite a sheltered life you've lived. There are so many fantastic places. I mean, the city of Sean. Have you ever been to Sean? Oh, I don't think so. Oh, it's a beauty. The whole city uh, its separated in rows that levitate amongst each other, and people go across the the, the great Thrawn plains with the halflings. And the, they, they ride literal dinosaurs out there. It's quite a sight to see. Uh, the world's full of incredible places. You absolutely should get out more. You know, I, I've read about such things, and I'm very oh, I've read fortunate. plenty. I work at a university. It's <laughs> nothing compared to seeing them with your own eyes. Well, I do plan on seeing as much as I possibly can, while at still at the same time trying to figure out why the greatest catastrophe of the past couple of generations uh, occurred. I, I do want to see the world storm home while cozy is dark and wet and well not very friendly especially to those who are not marked in the correct way it's a shame to hear from people arguing so hard for equality uh, and to not be looked down upon, but they would do that to their own kind. I, I'm sorry for you. Listen, I've experienced it my entire life, so it's nothing really new. Glad to see that maybe there's a place to find, I don't know, my own niche here in the real world. Because I, I don't really fit into anywhere at Stormhome, at least not yet. Well, it's a great big continent. I'm sure there's somewhere for you. What do you know about the morning? And at, at this point, I, I think that... His next question again, was I, going I, to be, well, what do you plan to do to find out about it anyways? <laughs> so. Again, as... I didn't really plan this, but as we have discovered, uh, Ayer's a bit of a kleptomaniac. Is yeah. going to. <laughs> I was also going, going to bring to... up the jar of mist in a second. <laughs> that he pulls out the jar of mist and sets it down in between them. Uh, he he goes, yes, um, I you did steal that from from me. Uh, that does I, belong I... to me. Yes, yes, and my this compass. Does... <laughs> yes, this jar definitely belongs to you. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> so what, what do, I, do you know? Okay. Why why do you have some of the morning mist in a jar? Well, um, I don't know much about the morning. I know about as much as any academic would. Um, two years ago, uh, coming up on the anniversary soon, actually, um, Saya was there, and, and then it wasn't, and... All that remains is a great big wall of mist around the legal border, uh, which is probably the most perplexing part about it. It's not natural canyons that, that separate the mist in the Mornlands. It's the map-defined border of the Nation of Sire. Um, of course, there are varying accounts out there. Some people say that everyone inside died. That's not true. Um, many people lost their lives, but... 
um, uh, the, the mist. It comes from a friend of mine uh, who helps me uh, plan locations uh, for our expeditions. Um, and we were interested in seeing if we could get beyond the mist. Uh, and so, of course, just the faculty went, we weren't going to bring students to the deaths uh, unless we could ensure there might be a small pocket that we could get into and, and feel somewhat confident in. Um, and so this is this is a sample from our... our well, I I didn't get to make it, but 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 Joshua, my 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 subordinate who goes out uh, for me, uh, he did make it to the border, and he felt a bit iffy about the mist, and so he he collected this uh, sample for me. Um, I met him about halfway um, somewhere in Breland, um, and so that's how I got a hold of the mist. Um, the interesting part, though, is not everyone died. Um, it, he did walk through. Uh, and he said that he did survive, and I, I was quite excited um, that he did, and he found that there were people in the Mornlands. Um, of course, he ran away as fast as he could, as his, per his Chapman training, uh, because we do not want uh, employees of the university dying. Um, it appears, though, from other uh, accounts and books that I've collected, what happened during the morning was a great twist of magic. Uh, something corrupted the compass you have. It points towards magical way lines, and diodes, our entire world, is surrounded in magic. And spellcasting is simply the, the manipulation of the magic around us. Uh, it is something that, that lives and breathes almost like an entity itself. Uh, everywhere, every physical space, every mental space, magic is there. And whatever this mist was, wherever it came from, it, it seems to be a byproduct of something that twisted the very nature of magic itself. And in doing so, it twisted the magical nature of every single thing inside of the nation. Because uh, you see, many people did die because life, uh, life itself is magic. Uh, the, the thing that brings us consciousness and feelings and the ability to move and breathe. You could lump uh, all of the bits and pieces you needed to make an elf all on the floor and piece and stitch them together and matter weave them into a perfectly fine body, but you would not have any life in that body uh, because you need the magic. And of course, only House Caneth eventually figured out how to do that and in doing so created the Warforged. Um, but they still weren't able to do it without the, the Warforged bodies had to contain that almost life that is Warforged. Of course, they are sentient beings and deserve equal rights with all of us. A truly terrible, truly tragic race being created for war. Um, but that is why so many people died, is because the actual essence of their magic on the inside got twisted and subverted into death. But others weren't killed. Uh, he said he saw the, the, the people he got a look of through his spyglass. Uh, they were mal misshapen, malformed. They had bits of crystal, bits of other beasts hanging out of them, like they were mutated by this warping of magic. Um, but the origin of this event, the morning itself, is still quite a mystery. Um... We, I have theories, of course. Perhaps it was 
an experiment gone wrong. Uh, perhaps it was the attempts uh, the Warforged factories were in the Mornlands, of course. Uh, it could have been something there. It could have been any number of things. We had a great war raging. I mean, you were you are young, but 18 of your lives were spent during wartime. Um, you know how it was. Uh, one theory doesn't hold any credence without evidence. And so far, there is none to support any man's theory. So yes, I say that's that's what I know so far. I'm quite curious to learn more as an academic mind, um, but unfortunately, I I came back here to the university to uh, say that we could enter through the mist, and alas, well, you know the rest. Mm. Where is your subordinate now? Joshua. Well, I'd suppose he's still out in Breland. Uh, he didn't come back with me. He, he doesn't actually make it to campus very often. He, he's more of... He works for me more than the university, but in by tangentially working for the university. Mm. I'd like to meet him someday. Perhaps, uh, perhaps we can make that expedition ourselves. Uh, but, f you know, if we could bring some university resources or a student or two who's still alive and breathing, that'd be quite fine. I don't think your students are dead. I'm not completely positive on that, but as my reading, and he kind of pulls out the journal and, I mean, he already showed him the page of the planner that he ripped out, um, I think your co-worker, again, there, there is very little evidence outside of the fact that he was of House Caneth, so has connections with Warforged, who seem to have connections with this orientation and the disappearing of our good guard friends who are no longer with us. Hopefully not dead, just literally not with us. I, um, I sure hope so. I mean, the, if we got two <laughs> royal uh, guards slash investigators killed, um, I'm afraid we'd have to get out of town very quickly. They all are interconnected, and I am pretty sure your friend, a uh, co-worker, sorry, I, I know he's not your friend, uh, I, I think that in the attempts of garnering some sort of reputation maybe of just academically excellent students or maybe he has found his prized student and is i don't know feeding the information from every other student into his student i think that if we can figure out where your co-worker is we will probably find where the students are i think you're probably correct however there's one thing we do on expeditions and, and now that i feel like i'm in a safe place to speak my mind like i said we've been in the midst of uh, danger and adventure before but we were always prepared for it um, we probably our most famous expeditions, and a lot of my first ones were the, to the continent of Zendrik, 
Um, and it is, it is a wild jungle. Um, but of course, we researched the jungle vastly before we went there. Uh, we knew what kind of beasts to expect, and we prepared weaponry and those who could fend them off to come with us. Uh, we hired mercenaries and, and, and sellswords to, to be by our sides to, to make sure we didn't get eaten by, uh, they call them tigers, uh, very strange beasts. Mm. Um, Never heard of a tiger before. Yeah, they're, they're, they're like tabaxi, but all, they, they, but they walk on all fours and they're very large uh, and they don't speak. Um, anyways, that's besides the point. <laughs> <laughs> You're just um, staring at him so confused. Uh, they, the point of this is, say we hook Mr. Identification 9 for 12, 11, 1, 15. I don't remember. Sorry. I'm sure that's rude to him. Say we find out where to plug him in. We know exactly where Dr. Moreno is. Are we prepared for that? You know, I would say probably not. Though I don't really know how to be prepared. I mean, unless, again, as all Warforged should be treated as people, do you have a weapon that is specifically designed to kill Warforged? Wouldn't that be convenient? Uh, I'm afraid not. I, I, I have my two it. hands... We've got a letter opener there. I could stab someone with it, I suppose. Um, again, not much of a fighter. I know what I want. I know what our next step is. I want us to go back to the laboratory. And I want you... You see, I, I, I know how to use magic, but I'm not very well versed in it. I, I, I know that something was cast on that door. Something triggered the Warforged. If you can figure out what that was, I think that'll give us a step into not only just what we're dealing with, but... Now, I don't know. I have a guess. I'd be more than happy to cast Identify or Detect Magic, I suppose. If it's a magical door, it would be Identify, because it'd be a magical item, but if it was a spell cast upon the door, it'd be Detect Magic. Anyways, um, I will give you my best educated guess as a professor of magic in the arcane. It was likely the alarm spell. Um, I didn't think of it beforehand, because, well, why would there be an alarm spell cast upon my co-worker's door? Um, but it was likely a spell that alerted Moreno himself uh, that someone had opened the door. Mm. Which does lend very... I, mean, I don't disagree with anything you've said tonight. The Warforge mm -hmm. most likely came from him, seeing as uh, you've confirmed that the house he worked for was Kanith. Uh, that's their whole thing. Um, and the Warforge came to us when we went into his laboratory. Uh, I don't disagree. Uh, the most likely outcome of that is that he was wherever he is. Uh, was notified that someone was in his laboratory and he sent some poor, lost Warforged souls after us. Do you know of any other 
tinkerers or, I don't know, machinists here in town. Not by name, I'm not friends with any of them, but yes, they do exist. Uh, in varying range, you could head down to the market district and find a tinkering shop. Uh, want to get your boots infused with Featherfall? They'll do it for you. Uh, that sort of thing, but uh, when it comes to the more advanced stuff, you'd probably have to look to the royal court, and uh, if we go stumbling back to the palace without the two gods that we left with, uh, might not be the prettiest of scenes we stumble into. Well, they would have to believe us that something is going on if we showed up with a broken warforged and saying, Hey, your people disappeared. That's true. Um, Speaking of which, how did you know our good captain friend that we talked to? You seemed a little flummoxed whenever we went and spoke to him. Mr. Linden. Well, Listen. yes, I, I requested the two gods who came with me beforehand uh, hmm. from him. Of course, they did not disappear. Um, they did not go to orientation. They weren't asked if they were students. That that was new. Uh, they simply looked around and said everything was okay and that I was full of it and went back. Here's what I think we should do. I think we should sleep. I think we should get up in the morning. And let's take this Warforged to my uncle. I'm sure he will have lots of questions. But maybe he can, uh, I don't know, give us a suggestion as to maybe... I mean, I kind of want to reactivate him. I feel bad for turning him off, but I also don't really want to uh, accidentally unleash a homicidal maniac upon us again. Alright. Uh, so you go to bed. Go ahead and take your long rest. If you uh, haven't done so already. No, I have not. I was waiting for the prompt <laughs> to take the long rest. But I definitely needed it because I was honestly hurting. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and that is where we're going to call it tonight. It is nine o'clock here on the stream. We've been going for two hours once more. Um, and I could send you straight to Mayweather and I'm confident that I could do that on my feet, but I would like to prepare a little bit more about what he knows about Warforged and all that before we dive into it to give you the best experience when we get there. So we will, we will call the episode there, folks. Uh, hey, thanks guys who are here. I hope you're enjoying your cheer wine, Graham. Um, I'm quite jealous. <sighs> Am I going to go to cookout? You should do it. I'd go with you if I, but I don't really want to drive to Dixon I went to cookout like but. yesterday. <laughs> 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 but I don't have any food in my house and I'm kind of hungry because I've not had time to go to the grocery store. It's, uh, hey, uh, this is the end of the recording. Uh, if this ever makes it to the, the, the main feed, which it probably will, this, this is where we'll stop it and then we can just chat for a bit here. Uh, no, I don't remember. What is what is your uncle's first name? Um, I want to put on this sci-fi music again Arden. because it's kind of groovy. Arden Mayweather, I think, is what his name was. Arden. I'm, okay, yeah. I'm second guessing myself. Uh, Graham said Floyd Mayweather. 
Um, no. Is that a person? I don't know things about the world. Yes, that's a that's a fighter. He's a. Oh yeah, I've seen his face artist. before. Now that I've done a a Google. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, I hope everyone enjoyed. I had fun. I I am a fan of we. I did think maybe you would um, figure out how to activate him and find out what he knows. Uh, but it's uh, I think this is a cool other branch we could go through involving yeah. your uncle. Um, yeah. <laughs> Floyd Whaler's Mayweather is a level 20 fighter. Yes. Um, or would it be a monk? Ooh, I think it'd be a monk. Um, but I wanted to play a monk. I've never played a monk. before. I have created monk character sheets uh, and very good ones. Um, like level 20 AC at level one, good ones. Um, oh. because they have unarmored defense and stuff. Uh, if you do a, a wood elf monk, they're pretty good. Um, but I've never gotten to play them. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> we, we should ask him on his beliefs on key. Um, what was I? Yeah, but. On the other end of things, I very much enjoy one-on-one -on -one roleplay conversations that are not like in the heat of the moment. So they have to move on. I love acting like yeah. I'm someone else. Um, yeah, no. So I, I and it was a blast for me to hear your theories. <laughs> yes. Some bits are right yes. and some bits are wrong. <laughs> oh, I know. I'm sure. But again, I'm, I'm going based off of the information that I have mm -hmm. thus discovered. And I'm very and excited for you to, to stumble upon what's going on, um, or more specifically about how you have no idea what's going on. <laughs> that is going to be a fun oh. scene to get to. Oh, yes. No, I, I, I positive. It's not a spoiler. What's going on, but I feel you no information other than that his theory is part right and part wrong. <laughs> Listen, I, I I would like to think that I, Noah Jones, am a fairly good thinker and have some reasonable deduction skills and so have been able to parse through and the it, it doesn't help or, or it does help, depending on how you look at it, that we have very similar storytelling brains. <laughs> we do. We uh, do. We, we do. Um, it, it does help because you're not stumbling around in the dark. Um, so, so actually it is a good thing because we're now at the end of episode three in my episode map at the end of this episode, you would have kind of stumbled upon what's going on and then and had your initial confrontation, which has kind of, again, my episode maps get all blended up. You had your initial confrontation last time and it kind of continued in here. And now you're really starting to piece things together, um, yeah. which actually ends up doing well because again, like 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 the the failed cloak of levitation that's one of like six random ma failed magical experiments i had in a couple of rooms um uh of course this quirk being that after you use it for the next hour it will continue to float upwards <laughs> so you do have to weigh it down um you'll discover that in the morning that it's not floating in the ceiling anymore um i love it and I like love all of these buildings have stuff in it and some of yeah. them are like really cool looks into the future of the campaign and stuff, but they're not super relevant for what we're doing right now. And some of them yeah. will just give you more of an idea of what's going on um, uh, in the university, just little traces of Moreno, but you did due to our similar brains, go where exactly where you needed to go. <laughs> um, <Yeah. laughs> 
the the thing I would say though, uh, uh, which is kind of why I had Chapman pipe up. Although I think you could probably handle it. Um, the the equivalent of what you have done if you had immediately figured out how to get the info out of his brain and not taken a rest so good job doing that it would have been like you've just booted up breath of the wild you've walked out of the shrine of a, a resurrection and you walk straight to ganon with a stick <laughs> you can do that and some people can beat the game that way it is doable it's a lot harder <laughs> without going to all the divine beasts and getting good gear and everything exactly again like my my again this is we're talking about the show my my, my game show. plan my game plan is to go talk to my uncle to figure out what he knows about warforged and potentially non-sentient warforged if that's even a thing and to how to again i don't want to tinker around in this man's brain for too long because i hope that he's a sentient being but to try to just, yeah, I just want to get all the information that I can out of this Warforged. And potentially, with hopefully some good roles, make him a friend. Mm -hmm. Instead of trying to kill us. Or at least indifferent towards us. <laughs> Preferably a friend, even though we'll have to get him some new arms, as I have <laughs> knocked off both of his arms. Um, but Yeah, and I'm curious. This is fun for me, too. Um, which I'm very glad things aren't going on the rails that I've kind of set up in my head of like, I know exactly what to do because my rails aren't, I'm not going to force you to go upon them. My rails are just, I am completely prepared for this track. Um, <laughs> but you can jump off whenever you want and do other things. Um, you've done that a couple of times. Um, and, and so it is fun for me too. And that's why like I decided Let's call it here because I want to go prepare that new branch that I haven't prepared, you know? No, I also am getting hungry. So I was like, I'm going <laughs> to find a way to settle down into a place so I can leave here in a minute and go uh -huh. eat. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, what? and also my character needed to rest because eat. I mean, I was at 12 hit points, which I mean, it's not horrible, but it's also kind of scary as I have no idea what's happening. Because I was curious if you were going to sleep or not, too. Uh, I, I very I tried to make it clear what time of night it was throughout the uh, yeah. campaign. Because you are on a time limit here. Yes. Um, yeah. So it will be interesting, though. That's kind of the new loop is you're going to go tell your uncle what's going on uh, rather than just not making it back on time. Yes, exactly. Listen, if I should be getting up, it should be around 8 a.m. I should have a few hours to talk to him <laughs> and figure out what's happening before he leaves because i'm probably not leaving on that boat with him is kind of what it's looking like probably I didn't not think I uh, again against that's a branch that i'm completely prepared for but if you find a way to get back on that airship one time you're going back on that airship to sharn with him <laughs> like that that that's what is what will happen uh because the the game is in your hands of course yeah um, and while I have my hands all over it, it is truly in your hands as the player. Which is always the most fun. Mm -hmm. again, it's more, I, I, as the player, am still trying to figure out oh, what exactly is happening. So It's like, so for fun for me to figure out, to watch you, you know, deciphering what's happening. I mean, because that's one of the things where sometimes I'm, I forget that you don't know everything that's going on. And that was like with the um, and I tried not to force it upon you. And I'm glad that it happened in a much more natural way where I was like, 
did you share this? Because I knew that Chapman knew about the vineyard burning down um, and how yeah. that was actually a very important clue that 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 was the DC 21. Um, hmm. Not you would have found the other stuff uh, just fine, yeah. but it didn't seem like it. Um, it, it, yeah. but you know, in my head, I know that's the most important one, but you don't and stuff. So like yeah. seeing your eyes light up when he said, I know where it was, was like <laughs> very, it's very fulfilling as a game master and a lore and history creator. Um, no, that's always the most fun is discovering it. And that, that's why I wanted just to sit down and hear what Chapman had to say anyways. Cause it's like, Oh, I'm sure he's got. Lots of the world lore that I'm sure yeah. Ayer knows some of it, but I, as the player, don't know it. Yeah, because I, I, I had fun explaining the morning as well. Um, from a more objective purpose, it probably helps you understand the opening cutscene um, yeah. and what happened there. Yeah. Um, so it'll be very. I. I. I'm glad it. we're doing this. I'm having a blast. I haven't gotten to sit down and and DM. It, it, this is something new for me, too, because it's so weird working within Eberron lore and making it my own. Because I, it's been a while. I, aside from the pre-written game I just did, I, I typically, you know, we, we're not in the Forgotten Realms. But my, my most recent, like, real campaign I got to do this on, I created my own fictional planet and everything. Yeah. Um... But it is still is so it's a new kind of fun going in and being like, that's a cool idea. Let's twist it and make it this other one. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, no, if you're hungry, I'm not gonna leave. Uh, keep yeah, you here. I think I'm gonna go. Yeah. This has been a lot of fun. Thank you and, all for uh, of course. With us. It's been a good time. We'll be back next week, unless yes, something we comes up, in which case we'll tweet out that we won't be back next week. <laughs> Um, but the plan is currently to be back next week and to do more of this uh, in June. It'll be June next week. We got a whole month in. Wow. Or at least through a full month. I mean, I don't think we it's got, well, We started on May 12th, so we started about halfway through the month. Um, anyways, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yada, 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 announcements. Uh, this will be archived for two weeks here on Twitch. Then it'll be on our Patreon. Uh, next episode of Red Bet is going to come out probably next week, maybe the week after. <laughs> we'll see. Uh, it's been recorded. I'm just a very busy man. Um, and it all depends on my editing schedule. You know all the gist. You guys in chat know all the gist. This is mainly for those guys and gals. And everything else. Um, listening later. Listening later. Yeah. I was, because I, I say those guys a lot because of my internal bias. And then I'm like, uh, nope. Uh, include everything <laughs> else because everything else is great and wonderful. Uh, anyways, now that I'm digging myself into a hole, let's end this stream. <laughs> Dump um, the cement. <laughs> yeah. Let's uh, dive back into the world of Emeron next week. Next week. Goodbye. Goodbye, friends. <laughs>